Welcome to Buffy the Vampire Strayer, where three Australians talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episode by episode. I'm Chris. I'm Mabel. And I'm Megan. And today we're discussing season three, episode nine, The Wish. The Wish. Oh my God, I love this episode. Yeah. Same. This is a fantastic episode. Oh, good. I I'm really, so really like this. It. Just like so... with Bizarro, reality, I, I love it. I yes. love ultimate reality stuff because, like, all the rules just go out the window. Oh. And I was, like, looking forward to this part of the podcast where we announce what episode it is, and I just knew we'd all be like, yeah, this is yes. a great episode. Love this episode. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's dive in, hey? Australians watching All right, so written by Marty Noxon. Come on, Chris. Marty. I Marty. Know Marty. Yes, I know Marty. we know Marty now. And Marty, you go way back. You go way back in now. That's good. Uh, directed by David Greenwalt. Yeah. Yeah, we've had him before. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I work so, with a guy named and, oh, I probably shouldn't say full name, hey. Can we, yeah, we won't say that. Yeah. I work with a guy with a similar name to that. <laughs> Very um, similar. And he is... I probably already said too much. I'm gonna stop. Right. I'm gonna You're stop. Right. I really should yep. have stopped a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to know more. Yep. Let's do a synopsis, shall we? It's called Be Careful What You Wish For. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Cordelia, wanting to be rid of all things Xander and his spooky entourage, <laughs> decides that all of her troubles started when Buffy moved to Sunnydale and wishes that historic event never actually happened. Not knowing that an evil genie would grant her faithful wish, Cordelia is transported into an altered reality in which the Hellmouth is open, the Master is alive and ruling, with Willow and Xander as his undead minions. Okay, pause. Sure. Genie. Yep. We're going with genie. That's what they've gone with? I'm not sure I would have called her a genie. She's a demon. Yeah, yeah. I, I got more demon vibe than genie. Definitely, she's, she's a demon. Obviously, a demon. And like, even yeah. in the episode, they call her what, like, a good veiny fairy. Why would they yeah. call her a genie? Look, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a phrase. Maybe like the definition just, of genie is grant wishes or something. Yeah, like that. I guess. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, I feel like maybe genies are actually demons. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe she is a genie demon. Yeah, maybe. Um, also, can we just talk about the fact that Xander doesn't have an entourage? Xander is the entourage. <laughs> I cannot agree more with that. Yes, he is. He is like the turtle of the group. Yeah. He is really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to have things to say about the Hellmouth later, so we'll talk about that. When Hellmouth, we get there. then. It's really. Yeah, but it's the yeah. it's the best yada yada in TV. But but yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it when we get to it. All right, so we open on Buffy, Willow, and Xander in a park where they're being attacked by a demon, and I am just reminded again about HD and how bad it is. <laughs> my God, oh Chris, I'm so sad that you're watching it like this and not on the DVDs. I feel like I maybe need to give you my DVDs, and I will suffer through watching it on HD. And you, you need to watch it on DVDs. Did you not watch it on DVD? Maybe? No, because I just never get around to. I've got to plug the DVD player back in, and honestly, yes, like see. it's two remotes. Honestly. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that I watched it on DVD. I'm glad you did too. Oh my God, it I was do. Great. I do have a reason why I enjoyed it on HD, which I'll get to later. But okay. boy, that opening. 
Dream scene is super bright. I think I watch it with '90s tinted glasses. Like I feel like I give it a bit of, I give it a bit of sway. I th- this was like really, really cool. Like, the makeup was awesome. I thought the the, the demon was amazing. Actually, yeah. even in HD, like he was actually thing. proper cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just I have a real problem here with Willow, and it really pisses me off how she's all like, "Oh, oh I'm so sad." Me, me, me. You fucking a week ago couldn't keep your hands off of Xander, and now you're all like, "Oh, oh, I'm hurting his feelings." What did you think was going to happen, Willow? For fuck's I sake! Totally agree. Like it's so it's so because Willow's just totally in the wrong here, and you watch yeah. her, and you normally love Willow, and you're on her side, but she's mm-hmm. just doing her normal like cutesy innocent Willow thing when she's like not innocent, and yeah. like this isn't a just like oh I'll just be nice and wish for you to forgive me because it was just an oopsie. Like no, mm-hmm. you fucked up. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> bad. Actually. Like act uh, like it. It's oh, so and bad. I and I feel so bad for us. Like I think I don't know. We're kind of already in the next scene now, but like we come across us, and you're just yep. like reminded. Like you already feel bad when you see him, but then what he says, mm-hmm. like he he's still just such like a healthy, normal, well-adjusted person who's like God, really trying to set boundaries and like respect yeah. himself. And yeah. Willow's still just being shit. You know, he's like, Look, yeah, I told you I needed space. So I can only assume that like you're doing this because you want to feel better, not because you care about what I want. And it's like, yes. Which by the way. Can we just say totally written by a very well-adjusted adult and yes. not ever a been teenager? said by a teenager? But I think, <laughs> like, I kind of like Oz. Oz is always like a well-adjusted adult who's been put in a teenager's yes. body, you know? Like, that is yes. Oz's character. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We've skipped ahead and that's yes. fine, except I just want to jump back for a second to when Cordy first arrives on screen. Yeah. Because also, can I just say, HD makes all of the clothes look so cheap. That jacket she's wearing in on the DVDs is amazing. She's like, honestly, she looks like pure fire stepping out of that, that vehicle. You know, she's like in that red, like dark, she does deep maroon leather jacket and she's just like, mm, mm, mm. I, I never noticed bitches. the costumes, the makeup or anything, but like she was stunning. Right? She like, just she looked. Was stunning. Although, yeah. again, I feel like this just exacerbated the usual, like, these actors are too old to be in high school. Thing, a little, you know, like a she looked, oh she looked, she looked a little too, yeah. <laughs> But in HD, that jacket looked so cheap and nasty. I was so sad. <laughs> Maybe you didn't realise it, Chris. Yeah. No, I don't have an eye for quality. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, just skipping back slightly, because I think yes. before we see her arrive at school, we see her, like, doing some cathartic spell casting in her bedroom. Because we haven't even got to the credits. Oh, my God, we haven't I know. got to the credits. I like how we've done this whole beginning scene in reverse. We've just yes. gone <laughs> backwards, seen both things. But was anyone else kind of, like, surprised that I guess Cordy's been so influenced by her Scooby gang that you know when she's going through a breakup she decides to like burn like cut up pictures and burn and cast a little spell altar thing that seems kind of unoriginal Cordy to me very I didn't necessarily think of it as a spell it was just more just like burning it was that was very Cordy to me like just literally burning everything you know yeah. To be fair, when I knew that like, there was the wish, the episode is called The Wish, and we came up on this scene, I'm like, mm. oh, Cordy's doing a spell right here, right now. I did, <gasps> yeah. I was on that train. Oh, to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And well. I wonder if they try, because then even I think you hear like Willow talking to Buffy later, and she was talking about how like um, Amy saw Cordy at the mall or something. And I feel mm. like they almost tried to make it seem like which Amy had done something with you, but then it just oh. gets, compl- I wonder if that was like a coincidence. 
or whether they kind of wanted to make people think something witchy was happening? I feel like it almost was because basically Amy is the only other character that we know that is kind of friends with the Scooby gang but isn't immediately Mm. in that group to be able to talk about and say that they saw her at the mall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a funny coincidence that she happened to be a witchy person. (laughs) Yeah. So Cordelia performs her spell slash vengeance thing her, her and cleansing her, ceremony. Her cleansing ceremony. Yeah, well, I like well, it. Well, yeah, cleansing ceremony. Yeah. And then credits. Yay. Good. Ooh. I skipped them because, you know, I was running out of time. <laughs> I never skipped I watched the credits. them. I was like, this is our first like proper episode. No. I was like, come on, let's go. I never skipped the credits, but I was being a dreadful mother. I had Mary on the mat beside the TV so she couldn't see it. <laughs> playing and I was trying to get through the episode as quickly I mean, I'm, as possible. I'm sure you know how it goes. I mean, you know I feel like goes. that's being a wonderful mother because that's just like, you know, perfect multitasking. You know, you've got shit to do. You've got to raise your baby. Like you just make it work any way you know how. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Mabel. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we've kind of uh, gone through this opening scene, but let's, got, you know, there's I a bit really more I really excited in like the guest starring credits and then we like yes. soon after see see a new a new person yeah okay can we bring this up because i i don't know if this is the person you're talking about there was not one name that really stood out to me yeah that i couldn't help but write down go on uh larry bagby the (laughs) third is that who we're talking about no but his name is great and he is larry like it's great i did not see larry Larry. bagby the third like i didn't see i didn't know that was the dorky kid no so he is do you remember larry the jock yeah, who oh, is now like a white the, hat in the wish? Yeah, the, the oh, one who like came out as gay. Down, yeah, he tried to like bond. Oh, wait, oh, no, the one who came out as gay and the now is a white hat. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, the wish. Oh. Yeah. That's Larry. Yeah, yeah, it honestly took me a second to recognize him once he was a white hat. I was like, Yeah, oh, I know, he looks so and then in, a, in the next yeah. scene, I was like, Oh my god, that's Larry. <laughs> Oh, but let's um, no, that's you, a different were you talking about were you talking about Danny Strong? No, I was just talking about being excited about Emma Caulfield. (laughs) Ah, yeah, she's great. I know. I mean, you know, Anya's a fantastic character. I mean, I think she was really, really fun. Yeah. So a little breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so we get a lot of, like, basically Cordy being treated like shit. Yeah. Not even able to get a date. It's basically, like, she looks so good. I know. It's sort of unrealistic that he would be turning her down and people would be dunking on her and stuff. Like, I know. High school's dick, though. But she has, like, such a long track record of being, like, the popular Popular girl in school. Like, I I just feel like she has more street cred than this. So, look, my thing is that Harmony was always second fiddle to Mm. Cordy. And then when Cordy took a misstep, Harmony, like, swooped in and took the Queen Bee role and is, like, not willing to give it up. So that's Mm -hmm. why she's being such a dick and everyone's following her at the moment because she is currently the Queen Bee. Yeah. I just don't know if it would have been that easy for Harmony to do that. I just, she's not, she's not as followable as Cordelia is. You know? Yeah. Well, and look, it, it is it is a it is a it is a plot device. Let's be honest, because yeah. we need Cordy to feel really isolated and crappy right now, um, and being offered dates with Danny Strong, which, frankly, I love Jonathan. He is adorable. I know. And hasn't she actually been out on a date with Jonathan before? If you recall, back in uh, season two, was it? Was it Cordy? When yeah, when they were going out with the college kids. She went out with Jonathan. Guys. No, nah. all right. Maybe that's still to come. No. Did you guys see what uh, Jonathan was drinking? Was what it was a slushy? Was it a yeah, big gulp? 
It's no, it said we can't say big gulp because that's copyright. So it said oh. huge glug. <laughs> oh my god, I love when when right, TV Peter. shows do you that. Find a picture of that for oh. Instagram. Huge glug. <laughs> um, so is it just like okay? So we've kind of got. We've got the scene at, like, the bronze, right, where, like, the three Scoobies are, like, watching and Cordy's being kind of, like, sad. I mean, you know, she's trying to live her best life and Xander's getting weirdly, like, jealous and trying to do the same thing or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like even from the start of the episode, I think I'm being overly judgy potentially, but I just think if I were in Buffy's position, I would be a little more judgmental of my own friends, not in, like, a damn, like, I think for their own good, like, I don't know. I think she's a little too neutral. I know, like, if, if they're your friends, you, like, want to be on their side, even when they've done something wrong. Like, you don't necessarily condone it, but you you stay on their side and help them through it. But I don't know. She feels a little too neutral in all this. She needs to call this out. Yep. And she has. I haven't seen her once call out the shittiness that they did. No. But it bugs me. It bugs me too. Especially yeah. considering but, that everyone loves to guilt trip Buffy whenever I they can. Know. <laughs> like, I always do the opposite to her. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great, great point. point. Yes. And also, can I just call back? So I didn't want to say too much in case it was a spoiler because I couldn't remember whether we'd seen it or not, but it was Reptile Boy when they date the college kids and then at the end of the episode, Cordy decides she doesn't like college girls anymore. So she she has Jonathan being her little puppy dog, bringing her coffee and stuff and dating her, sort of dating her. Yeah. No, good, good call. That, yeah. that did happen. Okay, so uh, are we? We're at the bronze, basically. Oh no, we're meeting. We're meeting Anya. Anya. Oh yes. yes. So yeah, wait, like, you know, Chris, where do you, you have? Any so thoughts? we've got like a random new girl. Is she just like a whatever? Did you even? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Really. I mean, I think that's kind of the point. Like, I actually don't think she did on mine when I first watched this show either. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. There's something. Like now, I th- like now. I guess at the end of the episode, when you know that she's like a demon, like having yes. rewatched it, she kind of stands out. Mm. But yeah. somehow, at, before you know she's a demon, she does kind of blend in as plain in a way. I don't know. She like does mm. a good job of saving. Um, yeah, I, f- I felt like she could have been more of like a damsel in distress sort of thing, not like a villain, not like a, a, a veiny fairy. <laughs> That's what you thought. You thought she might become a, a damsel in distress yeah. type yeah. role. Yeah, Interesting. Or, you know. Interesting. So then we go to the bronze and there's a, you know, big old woe is us fest happening between Xander and Willow. I'm just, I'm, let's just skip right past it because honestly. Ugh. Xander's yeah. giving off like really big divorced dad energy in this scene. Uh, it just stinks. <laughs> I like, oh, it's again just like. This whole storyline is just shit. I feel just... like we're still in the scenes of Buffy where like, you know, Xander started shit and then he's had some redeeming moments and they make him shit again where he's he's almost like a split personality, like a mild Jekyll and Hyde where it's yeah, like, are we going to get the good Xander today or the shitty Xander? And all of this mm. dialogue was just shitty Xander. Like, it was just yeah. stupid. So then Buffy sees Cordy, goes out to try to like, you know. So this is the thing, right? Buffy is like trying to be there for Cordy. Hmm. But actually, probably the best way she could be there for Cordy right now is to actually call out her friend's shit behaviour, frankly. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, then there's a fight and another vampire and Buffy destroys it, but Cordy ends up in the dumpster. I, okay. I, yeah. Like, 
There are more vampires in this fucking alley than <laughs> there are in the you, graveyard. Like, you should see the death count in this episode. It's crazy. Yeah, they're all like, in this alley. The, the, yeah, like, well, no, because they come to the bronze to yeah, hunt. Chris. I don't think it's unrealistic. Like it's a dark place. Uh, people go there at night. People, I mean, not the teenagers. They just drink tea and coffee or whatever. But like yeah, but the adults maybe get them. drunk. So mm-hmm. like you've got people alone at night. You know, they come out for fresh air. They're perfect prey. Like Cordelia, if Buffy hadn't run after her, Cordelia would have been prime prey. But like, yeah. I feel like all okay. So we know that if that's if yeah. that is the known thing, then Why it's like Buffy COVID, spend right? More time there? If there's all these cases happening at one building, let's close <laughs> that building down for a week or two. You know, let's let's yeah, try and fix this issue. Sunnydale's no, no, denial about vampires. I agree with you, Mabel. Mm. Except that really, Buffy should always be patrolling that alley rather oh, than yeah. graveyards. Yeah, that's, that's a great. It's point. a vampire yes. bottleneck. <laughs> that is true, true, actually. The fact that we always see her patrolling not at the yes. bronze. Yes. Yes. Is a like oh. Although sometimes she's she is accidentally killing vampires. So sometimes she's strategically <laughs> at the graveyard and she like gets them as they rise. So maybe she's sure. getting them at the source before they get to the bronze. Makes sense. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. That's fair. Although that's more like the fresh vampires. I feel I like I mean, the... she's not hanging out at fresh graves very often. Usually she's just like literally trolling around the graveyard yeah. looking for vamps, expecting them to be there. Her version of patrolling is just like wandering wherever she wants to wander and hoping that like the danger finds her. <laughs> actually blowing my mind. I have never thought about her patrolling before, but it's actually really, really inefficient. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Somebody needs to be project managing. What are you doing, Giles? This is your job. That's, project yeah. manage this yeah, fucking patrol. Yeah, it patrol. actually really is on Giles. We can't yeah, I mean, Giles should be dictating where she patrols and it should be the bronze. <laughs> but so, yeah, so Cord- I was actually, because it'd been a while since I'd watched the previous episodes. So this is good. When Cordy got thrown into the pile of trash and like yes. pulled her stitches i was like oh yeah she got like very severely injured in the previous in, episode. in the previous episode. which made the whole betrayal thing like that much worse like she'd gone yeah. through hell to like rescue she Zander. literally went through hell to rescue know, she got impaled. and then he is all like in that opening scene oh and then they just walk in rescuing us without knocking fucking I shut know. up sandy you asshole honestly the woman literally got impaled like, for you face your and own you guilt a little bit kissing somebody else <laughs> That was pretty bad. All right. I think we've uh, spent enough yeah. time on this. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm out no. of practice and I've I've missed my moment. Now? So if we could oh, just loop, 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 loop a little bit for a moment to return when? to the scene when, when uh, we first meet Anya, actually. Oh, except, okay. except. Oh. oh, my God, what's going on? It's just too obvious, right? You can't whiplash. It's too obvious. So, you know in what? every direction. Look. Let's just get to it. I'm about to name that minor character. Today we are doing Cordette number one. I think it is. I think it's her name. I believe believe she is known as Cordette number one. Who is this? This is the um, South Korean woman. And that is the reason I chose her because we don't get a lot of women of colour in this show and I needed to draw attention to her. She looks. So familiar. Like I she swear, looks I'm so familiar. Right I was about to look it up and I'm like, I can't look it up. You, you know something. her. Name that minor character is like never on my radar. Like Chris is always about, but I forget it even exists until we get to the recording this podcast. So I was by the hoping end of this it episode, first. I was like, it's gotta be her. It's yeah. gotta be her. This is yeah. my this is the first time I ever caught it. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh well that's awesome. good. I'm glad I I'm glad I delivered on what you thought it was gonna be. So Nicole Buildback. Buildback. Back. She was um, born in South Korea, um, Seoul, and but she hails from Dallas, Texas. Cool. Got her start as a dancer at the young age of three years old. Huh. Um, and 
she, you will know her from. Uh, bring it on, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, I knew it. Uh, yes. Oh my god. I mean, I didn't know it. You didn't but know like, it, but you I also didn't knew know it. that I knew it. Yes. yes so she is exactly Whitney. Where... I believe it is her sister who is basically a guaranteed, um, yes. you know, going to going to join the cheerleading squad, oh, yeah, and then instead that. Eliza Dushku, aka Faith. Gets, so the, gets the role. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I know. <laughs> so, of course, I had to do Nicole Bilderback. She also was in Can't Hardly Wait with Seth Green. Far um, out. You've never seen Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, yeah. I forget how young you guys are. Can't Hardly Wait was like a quintessential <laughs> 90s movie. And basically, if you didn't see it in the 90s, it didn't exist. Okay. Right. Okay. It's not, it's not like, you know, Ace Ventura or, you know, like those, those like <laughs> the lasting. The one. The one. <laughs> it was the one I could think of. I'm I mean, sorry. to be honest, I've been quoting it a lot. But you yeah, know it, right? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Like, like, it's not one of those quintessential 90s movies that even if you haven't seen, you know, it's not The Princess Bride. It's not, you know, those sort of movies. Sure. But it's, you know, I mean, if you were a child of the 90s, then you saw Can't Hardly Wait. It's yeah. like Go. Did you guys see see or hear of Go? What? Yeah, see, I think Go is in the same category as Can't Hardly Wait. All you people who were born in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen Go. You've seen Can't Hardly Wait. Nicole Bilderback is in it. <laughs> Where are you looking when you say that? You're like they looking like off into song. the distance. I just, I'm, because I'm in my front oh, room and I'm, and I'm, oh, and I'm, <laughs> well, I'm staring at it. Are you street. looking out the window? Who are you? Cool, 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 cool. Yep. Anyway, she's been in a lot of stuff. She was in Good Girls. I don't know if you guys have seen that um, show on Netflix. If not, yeah, I highly recommend I've, it. I've seen the name, yeah. Yeah, she was in um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine for an episode. Ah, oh. she was Captain Kim. Yeah. Right. No, Captain she, Julie Kim. Yeah, was that one? She, she came in as a captain for one episode. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. It was one yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, and she's in Bones. Um, nice. So also, you know, guest starring with David Boreanaz there. Yeah, um, she really made some connections. On, she on has. She really has. Like one episode and she managed to like really, you know. Hold and call it. Make yeah. yeah. Um, also in uh, the TV. Seriously, this gets me every time. I'm like, oh, she was in Clueless. And then it's the TV series. Fucking the oh. TV series of Clueless. Yeah. yeah. I did so, like know, the TV series. Oh, and she was actually in Clueless. Oh, she was the character Summer. So she has go. been in a lot of things. Like she, she has been. She is recognizable for sure. Yeah. She is definitely up there yeah. with our name that money characters. I feel like awesome. I'm really glad I've chosen her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really want to rewatch Bring It On now. Honestly. Yes. Like... Oh my god. We actually did it not that long ago because, as we know, it's we've been doing the '90s rewatches for some right. time now. And Bring It On was on the list, and we watched it. And yeah, she's great in it. Love her to death. Yeah. I was watching some is... on YouTube like two days ago. I'm not even oh, really? yeah. You can't look this up, Chris, but I will tell you that there is another major character in Bring It On <gasps> who oh will later on guest star in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, my God. Yeah. I totally, like, oh yeah, my God, I totally yeah. about the Bring It <laughs> okay. On continuity. <laughs> There's so many the characters. Spirit Fingers guy? <laughs> yeah, it's the Spirit Fingers guy. Yeah, and he comes no, in it. to teach everybody how to do Spirit Fingers because it is a new way to kill vampires. Cool. <laughs> Sounds like a weird episode. Most Buffy yeah. episodes are. So, cool. <laughs> so guys, that was this week's name that one. Oh, and I'm awesome. so sorry that I forgot to bring it up when we were at that scene. No, that's <laughs> <Excellent. Build> <laughs> 
All right, so now now we are back at school after being at the bronze and um, Cordy getting trashed by Buffy killing a vampire. And uh, Buffy is, sorry, Cordy is whinging to her new BFF, Anya, about Buffy. And as as we are all want to do, turns around and makes a wish. Um, She gets the necklace. Necklace? Necklace. Necklace, 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 whatever. Th- that felt like a weird exchange to me. She's just like, yeah. oh, you look, you, you'd look better, way better with this on and just puts it on. Yeah. Is that like a girl thing? Well, no, I mean, like no. she had mentioned earlier that it's like a good luck charm. So mm, I think like uh, it was a little weird, but it was also like, look, you need this more than me. Like it had already been like, this is my good luck charm, but you need some more good luck. Like, I it mean, wasn't- maybe that's sometimes. You know what? Thing. I think maybe it stood out to me more before I knew that this was a veiny demon fairy who yeah. actually yeah. wanted to get it on her and actually had an intention of doing that. I thought it was a yeah. weird interaction. Anyway, well, I mean, yeah. but then she has it back, right? She has yeah. it back around her neck later. I didn't, oh. I didn't, we could, maybe we could Frankly, later, but I didn't understand any of the necklace stuff because she had to put it on Cody Grant the Wish, then like Giles gets it off Cordy later, but then he gets it off say, Anya to destroy it. I'm really confused. I'm going to say that it happened because we needed Giles to see the necklace and that was a bit of a plot hole. Uh, they just yeah. because they needed Giles to see the necklace in order for him to then research Anya. But then, like, what necklace did he have? Like her what? necklace. And then but, I think maybe she got it back somehow. And then, like, we didn't see that. Like, he didn't yeah. have it on him. So maybe she went and got it, and then came and visited him. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I mean, or maybe it yeah. like maybe it like as soon as she's in the room, it like just gravitates back to her. Well, know? that's that's what I thought. But then, it's a plot uh, hole. We're fan wanking mm. at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do like, like, I felt like the episode did kind of get to the good part pretty quickly. Like, obviously, the best part of this episode is the ultimate reality part. And I feel like they yeah. didn't faff about too much. Like, they set up Cordy was sad. They introduced this Anya character. But then pretty quickly, shit's going Yeah. Down, yeah. And I appreciate it. Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, so we get wish granted all of a sudden Anya turns around and is demony veiny goodness. What did you freaky. think, Chris? Very freaky. I had to rewind to this spot. <laughs> uh, like, uh, uh, like 10 minutes in, I had to rewind to this spot and listen to her wording again. Oh yeah. Because. You didn't like, know what the wish was. Yeah. Cause yeah. the wish is, I wish Buffy Summers Buffy had Summers never, had never come, come to Summit, to Sunnydale. Sunnydale. But oh, I yeah. thought. That it might, like she'd like, never been born or something. Exactly. And that's yeah, what I was worried about. Like, oh, no, how do we get out of this thing? Yeah. Yes. But they were it right. They, they did. They, yeah, did they thought well. about that. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, because I think at the end of the episode, then then Cordy says, oh, no, I wish she'd never been born. Does she say that? Yeah. So I feel like yeah. I remember her saying I do, that. Yeah. yeah, I do like yeah. the insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that, yeah. Uh, um, I, I love the whole, like, I love this parallel universe reality we get thrown in without Buffy and Sunnydale. I think also because I got a little frustrated at Cordy's annoyance after the bronze because she's, like, all annoyed that she got shoved into the garbage. But, again, I'm just watching it being like, well, you probably would have died if Buffy hadn't saved you. So, like, yeah. let's grab a little perspective here. Yeah. And so as soon as we're in this world where Buffy doesn't exist, I'm like, well, maybe people will realise how fucking shit it is without Buffy. Like, it just seemed yeah. the perfect time to give everyone like a little reminder. really do, and it's great. Right. Unfortunately, no one else is going to remember it, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so so then we, Cordy's back in charge. She is large and in charge mm-hmm. uh, and is, like, sought after for dates. So the guy who rejected her at the beginning of the episode now is desperate to go out with her. Um, but everybody's been real weird. They're desperate I mean, to get home. Clothing. 
I love clothing. the clothing. I love the dark clothing thing. Like it adds That's such weird. a visual. It but does. Yeah, it's and such it's so... a weird, like this idea of like, oh, you're wearing this come bite me outfit. Now I must wear colorful clothes anymore. Like it just made me think like, what, are vampires like magpies? They're just like attracted to shiny no. things. Like, and like it's so weird because this has never been in the universe before that vampires, all vampires are like attracted bright to colors. bright clothing. Yeah, that's such a weird ad- so addition. But I get why they did it. Because yeah, it they wanted really to just add to the, the dystopian, like, you know, drab. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it was funny. It, it yeah. felt really weird watching that episode now in like 2021 because yeah. it had a real pre-COVID vibe to during COVID vibe, like the mm. curfews. Yeah. You know, oh, there was a lot school, of similarity. I must admit, together. I yeah. got a little emotional watching this because there was some real moments of the, the just that, yeah, that feeling of this is very much the dystopia that we're all living through. Right yeah, now. I feel like I'm, I'm like kind of in the same page, but on the opposite. Like, this doesn't upset me as much, but everything's been so warped that now when I watch regular movies where there's lots of people together I look at it and I'm like oh this like this why aren't you wearing masks why are you staying so close to each other (laughs) why are you breathing each other's faces I can't I can't look at it anymore Uh, yeah Yeah. so anyway Cordy um heads out to the uh, parking lot after after school finishes and just engages in some casual racism that just never gets called out. Can we just yeah. talk about for a real, yeah. real quick second? Like there's a slightly Spanish-looking guy holding a garbage bin and she's all like, El Convertablo. Oh, my God, so bad. Yeah. Like I think they were trying to write back in like Cody's initial, original like Richiness. ditzy, rich, ditzy yeah. dumb rich girl thing. They did but it badly. It was, it was bad. Rough stuff. Yeah. There was a moment before this. Oh, yeah. That really stood out to me and really like uh, set some stuff off when she's talking to Harmony, is it? Mm. Yeah. And Harmony's like, Willow and Xander, they're, they're dead. dead. Oh, yeah. We haven't. Sorry. Yeah. We and it was that dead. moment. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. We're getting yes. an only Cordy episode. Ah. This is going to be the Cordy episode. Just, just Cordelia. <laughs> Who's that girl? It's Cordy. Cordy's going to save the day. This is going to be fantastic. And that oh, did not happen. It did not yeah. happen. It did not Little. happen. So, so yeah. So then Cordy's walking through town and who does she bump into, Chris, but Xander. And then are you just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, first, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because the sets in Buffy, that that outdoor like strip, this looks like a set. It looks like a movie. <laughs> no, it set. doesn't. Get the DVDs. <laughs> I'm giving you the DVDs, and then you won't feel that way anymore. Chris. I feel like I'm seeing like key grips just walk around in the background and like, fix things <laughs> I up. Mean, it's you just probably so weird. are. <laughs> do you have, I do have some things to say about extras in a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was pretty cool. It was just like a oh, awesome. Like the good characters are bad. The you know, the light side's gone to the dark side. It's just like a fun little shake up, you know? It doesn't really matter. It's not really affecting things going forward, but just like a one, a one-off is really fun. Also, I think Xander looks really good in the vampire makeup. I think yep. we talked about earlier. It yep. suits some faces better than others. Mm. Maybe Xander's a little better than Willow's. I won't, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I just generally wanted your thoughts on Vamp Willow. I love Vamp also. Willow. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Yeah, Vamp yeah. Willow. I love Vamp Willow. So, she, uh, cool. She's really good at just being like, perpetually like horny hungry you yeah, know she does the whole like sexual vampire hunger just so really well. speaking of sexual vampires okay i've had a revelation i oh, don't gosh. think i'm attracted to david boreanaz i think <laughs> this might be into vampires because holy fuck hot 
Vamp Xander. Oh my god, hot no. Vamp Willow. I was all about that. I mean, I'm all about hot Vamp Willow, but I'm just all about Alison Hannigan. Generally. Um, yeah. No, I, I was totally know. vibing on Xander too. And I, I was, was just like, is this just it. a vampire thing? When oh I, my god. But I found interesting. Like, so as soon as they came onto the scene, this, this was my thought process. First, I was like, ooh, Vamp Willow and Xander, lo- Xander love it. But then instantly afterwards, I was like, oh, I still hate it when they kiss. Like, yeah, yes. her touching like, so is not good. Gross, like, gross, gross, gross. Maybe want to vomit. No. Yep. I don't yep. care. This is an alternate reality. I don't want to see Xander and Billy together. Full agreement. Well, yeah. Uh, very gross. The first thing I wrote down in my notes as yep. they like were on screen doing stuff was leather ASMR. Watch this back. The just the sound of leather just rubbing yeah. against leather is overwhelming. It's too much. I have to watch Wait, it again. Now. I get it. They're evil. I get it. There's way too much. <laughs> I mean, I just realized Halloween is coming up. I really, oh, I want to go as Vamp Willow. Like, not that you I ever dress up, but I want that outfit. How come? How come Spike's leather never creaked as much as this leather does? Cheap, cheap leather, cheap leather. Yeah, this yeah, looks yeah, way cheaper yeah. than, and because I don't know, but like we we know where Spike gets some of his clothing from. It's good quality stuff. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Cordy gets uh, attacked by Willow mm. and Xander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it when they run. So good. Um, so I, I I really enjoy Van Zander's lines. Can I just say? I think there's not a single one I didn't enjoy. Um, I think he really had fun delivering them too, just quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it must have been refreshing for him to not have to be like so, shitty teenage school. Vander, yes, I feel like, like he got a lot out of this episode. Yeah. So we finally, twenty minutes into this episode, who rocks up? But Giles, that's got to be some kind of a record, as if it's been 20 minutes into an episode before we see Giles. That's crazy. Yeah. Was it not awesome? You know, you're in this, like, (laughs) disturbing alternate reality. You don't know what's happening. Buffy's not around. Cordy's getting chased down. And then the White Hat, Xander and, I mean, sorry, Giles and Oz in this alternate reality have found their way together to be, like, the good guys in the vampire fight. I really love that we have Giles, Oz, Larry, who we kind of know, and then just random chick. Yeah, totally random. I know. Random I was like, chick. okay, like, I don't, I'm not sure if I believe that in alternate reality, like, Larry would have gone to this. Like, sure, maybe. Yeah. Who's this awesome. random girl? Like, she's Who's clearly, actually, no, girl? she died. At first, I was like, well, she's clearly got potential. Maybe in regular universe, they sh- she should help out too. But no, she does. So that's, she does. Yeah, that's of fun. course. She's not that good. So then we cut to the bronze, right? And here is the moment where I am all about HD Buffy because those extras, man, they're working fucking hard. They (laughs) are working hard. And it is nice for the light to be so good that I can see them all working real hard. (laughs) For their mums who agree with you. Um, I think this is, this is okay. So we're in, we're in the bronze now and like Xander and Willow going back to the master. And this is when we see like the guy t- tied down on the pool table and stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Um, and the guy in the cage. I had to, I had to rewind to make sure I had heard Xander correctly. Do you know what line I'm talking about? The something, something, my good man. Or oh something? my God. Yes. Like he high five this guy's torturing the guy on the pool table. Xander walks by, high fives him. He goes, slap my hand, dead soul man. 
slap my hand, dead soul man. And if and if that's not reason <laughs> enough to bring Buffy back, then I don't know what is. What? I think we truly know. Like four times just to make sure dead slap my hand, dead soul man. Oh my god! And he that's says great. it. He says it in that cadence. Like he says it like a he rhyme. Does. Yes, he does. Slap my hand, good soul man. Dead soul man. Dead soul man. Oh my god! I can't believe it. Know- that that would have been my favorite it. line. Like how? How did that, like, how in the moment when he said that line, was he not like, ah, oh, cut, sorry, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not going to work. You this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so then we go to the back room or whatever and we get our first taste of someone I have missed, guys. I have missed this man. The, the master. master is back. What a flashback. Wow. What? <laughs> wow. So, speaking of flashbacks, baby brain question. Did I name that minor character with Mount Mark Metcalf? I'm pretty sure I did for season I, one finale, but I can't I, remember. I think it was the finale. I yeah, think yeah, you did. It was. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. Good, good, good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Good to have yeah. him back. Great to have him back. Makeup looks exactly the same. Yeah, Amazing. they really nailed it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'd love to get, if there are any makeup artists there, out there who are listening to our podcast, tell us how you do your amazing work because it is incredibly impressive, yeah. especially when you have a recurring character, to see that makeup done the same way every time. Like, it's probably different people, realistically. Yeah, probably mm. is. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible work. Love your, yeah. Love your work, makeup people. Love it. Um, then seeing him pick up his little espresso with his huge nails. Oh my god, is that a blood espresso? I love it so much. Oh my god, yeah. Having become an aficionado of coffee through this pandemic, frankly, <laughs> I was all about it. I was just like, yes, I love it. I love your little espresso <laughs> machine coffee. I feel like it almost it fits in with this storyline, actually, because I feel like you see him becoming kind of bored with the hunt, you know, like since yeah. Buffy never came to Sunnydale, things are too easy, they've got an abundance of things. So I feel like this makes sense that he's branched out into like some other little pleasures of life. Like he got mm. sick of just being a vampire, and so he bought himself an espresso machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. think that and now he's like tracks. got the plant coming, and I'm just like, I was literally just like, God, I love industrial vamps. It's oh so God, 90s, yeah. right? Yeah, like, it's just so animation. 90s. That's great. I love his <laughs> speech at the end, but yeah. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, cut to the library. Question. Here, here is my question. Okay. If Buffy never came to Sunnydale, mm-hmm. uh-huh. how come the library wasn't destroyed by the Hellmouth opening the way it was in season one? Like it was becoming destroyed. There was a big, like, you know, hole in the fucking floor. Also, there was a hole in the fucking floor. How did that just disappear <laughs> in season one? <laughs> I mean, they just it. Right. Didn't Giles come to Sunnydale? To help Buffy, yes. Well, we kind of like, we draw on that. Like Cordy's oh, like, "Why are you here?" And Buffy is, yeah. Eight. And he was like, "She never came," and like oh, he was right, waiting okay. for her and stuff. Yeah, he waited um, as did Angel. Other question about mm. this library scene: mm. Was there really nowhere else to put Cordelia except on the table in the library? Like, is there not? I guess that's where Giles feels most comfortable. On the table? It's like, Where else would you put it? I don't know. Carpet, even maybe? Yeah, like even on like some carpet floor. It looks like they're about to perform an autopsy or something. Like, <laughs> it kind of did. Or like they're about did. to perform some ceremony. And, like the body in the middle of the table is weird. Yeah. So they're chatting and Cordy asks him about Buffy and, you know, reminds him that he's a watcher and he's all like, I never, I never told anyone that. Yeah. No. Um, I, lo- I like this part 
when when Cordy ends up getting well getting killed by Xander and Willow. Yep. Yep, it's um, great stuff. Because I like like kind of how Chris mentioned earlier, we're like, oh, you know, everyone's gone. Cordy's the main character. We've got like a Cordy episode. Yeah. And I love how it's, we've been following Cordy and it's like, wait, she's dead now. And it kind of just like hands over to Giles. Yes. Like, we kind it of does kind like, of the POV. POV, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think you're all that Cordy and then she dies. And it was, again, I just love it's how it's quite unexpected. Go out the a broken. Yeah. yeah. Like you can it's kill great. anyone you want in an alternate reality mm-hmm. because it's going to reset eventually. So you're mm. just like, Mm. Any anyone can die. Yeah, you try to assume that you would need her to get back. Like there'd be some sort of thing she needs to be that the one she to needs to do. Mm. Yeah, family. it's a bit of a moment, isn't it? Like Cordy yeah. dying is kind of like a what the fuck are they going to do now? Like exactly. that is even with alternative realities, usually there are some rules, and usually it's that the person who mm. has created the alternative reality that is the the, the 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 you know the point of view from that they stay with the story the whole time. So killing yeah. her in actual fact really was kind of almost subverting that a little bit, which I definitely. really love. It really came out of left yeah. field. Yeah. I think most people the first time would definitely expect that Cordy is integral to getting back. So it was like, yeah, ah, great move to play. Yeah. And poor Giles locked in and watching watching um, Cordelia get drained of blood. This whole Okay, so even from the first scene when the White Hats drop in the van and, like, Giles in this cage and then later again, is it just me or are crosses way more powerful in alternate reality land than they are in So much more. Land? So like, much he more. he wards off two vampires with a single mm. cross in, like, yeah. the next scene or something. It's insane. Yeah. Oz and Larry come back and say that Nancy is dead. Nancy oh, was Nancy. the random chick. Yep. She even had a name. I can't believe she had a fucking name. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, this I was can't where believe, I finally realised it was Larry. I can't believe Nicole Bilderback gets Cordette number one and this chick gets Nancy. <laughs> Are you for real? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. It just, just goes to show women of colour not treated well on this show. Nice. <laughs> People of colour not treated well on this show. Mm. Um, anyway, so Giles is about to get him to take, take her away and he notices the necklace and grabs yeah. it because... I like, like the idea from like, like Oz. I like from like Oz and Larry's perspective how like maybe Giles just seems cheap. He's like, wait, that looks valuable. Let me yeah. grab that before you incinerate the body. <laughs> 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 um, but I'm gonna say all episode. Kudos to Giles's detective skills. He gets very little off Cordy. Yeah. And he is straight down alternate reality path. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then you kind of get the vibe from him that he's like because he even says it like there must be something better than this world so i think a lot of it's maybe driven by hope for a better world like he just really starts to believe in it so so giles talking about this the world being better before always makes me think about how many other wishes have been granted by anyanka throughout history i totally think that have changed the course of the world and that weren't reversed i literally like wake at night sometimes and think about this like it's just it's it's like one of those things that in the buffy verse for me has never been fully explained it's like so she granted this wish and it gets reversed at the end of this episode. How many of her wishes never were reversed? And how different is the world than it should have been? Blows my mind. Blows my mind. It's the time travel yeah. stuff, right? It's just like, you know, once you start going down that rabbit hole, you can't come back. It does feel like right now we are in one of those realities, you know? Like yeah. someone was removed in like February <laughs> 2020 that yep. would have been really important, you know? Yeah. 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 Yes. Giles? Yeah. Can you imagine if someone like wished away, I don't know, like a good version of global government or something? And like we're just oh. used to like Mabel, don't, shit. don't hurt me like I, that. 
god. Like, can you imagine if it didn't always have to be this way? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Look, at least all of a sudden in Australia, climate change is real. So, you know, we're getting there. (laughs) And, you know, in this reality, Buffy exists. So we have that. Okay. We have that. We have that. Speaking of which. Mm. uh, Okay, no, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Because first we need to talk about the puppy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not the reaction I expected from you. Yeah. I thought you would love seeing Lou getting her uh, getting her BDSM. It's so sexual. <laughs> it's uh, so, it's so sexual. sexual. Yeah, it really is. So much you work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. I think I prefer Angel when he's like all mysterious and brooding rather than like pathetic and begging. He was pretty whiny this episode. Yeah. It was not attractive. I didn't, even with his shirt off, I did not find him attractive this episode. Yeah. You know, there I was, was, was like, yeah, I don't I mean, think he was, he was yeah. at a single moment in this episode. Nah. Like, he didn't nah. get good. He was just like, ugh. Nah. It is not the best version of Angel at all. I think this was the worst version of Angel. So Giles figures out that there's a demon called Anyanka because of the necklace. So mm-hmm. He really has done some great research work here. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he sends Oz and Larry home because he's going to do some more work, but then he's driving back to his apartment and he spots some vampires and wards three of them off with a cross. Weird. Oh, You're absolutely right. Unrealistic. Yeah. But then he gets attacked. And then oh he my gets God. saved Why by Buffy Summers. Buffy's back with a weird mouth scar. How do we all feel about the Wish version of Buffy? Um, zero tact <laughs> is the two words I would use. Yep. I'm... I'm, like, struggling to make sense to myself about why Wish version of Buffy developed into this kind of buffy. that is my question too mabel yeah. thank you very much yes because even like because buffy's still buffy right exactly exactly and like everything about her in this like it almost seems like her watcher in in cleveland mm. somehow did like train her into a bit of a like stock slayer in some ways like she seems kind of like focused alone like okay to the cause which Okay. Giles couldn't do it. How the hell did this other? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because this version of Buffy is completely alone. Yeah. So her mum was killed. Her dad was killed. Mm. She never made any friends. No Scooby game. She is 100% alone. She had nothing but the Slayer cause. She had nothing but the Slayer cause. And you know what? Like, her mum is a big part of who she is, to be mm. honest with you, in the first few seasons. Like, she, as much as she annoys us sometimes, having a mum to come home to is, you know, maybe I'm saying this because I'm currently a mother, <laughs> but not currently, am a mother. <laughs> but I just think that the mum role in her life is actually more important than we even give it credit for. Even and the friends, you know. Even if you having know. a home yep. with a mum, yeah. like, you know, it's a separation of Slayer and, like, sure. Being. But a little bit the Giles, because Giles is not just a watcher. He's a bit oh, yeah. her dad, you know. He's very like, much her dad. He's very adopted much her dad. Adopted father, if you will. Adopted yeah, father, if you will. Father. Yes. And, like, if the other watcher was a bit more like, oh, you're a fucking wanker, whatever, I'm not even going to try, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. But I, I was that kind of, sense. I was with you, which is why I brought this up, Mabel, because I was yeah. like, how does, how does the Buffy we see in the Angel flashback 
in season two that is the reason he came to Sunnydale, so the one that was at the other school mm. and was all like, you know, call me, call me, call me. How does that Buffy become this Cause, Buffy? Because not only do we not have any of her usual Buffy quips when she's fighting, mm. like we don't get any Buffy lines from not her. A single but one. I think we do get have- Jeeves. She calls Giles yeah, Jeeves and I love it. <laughs> I feel like that's a little almost like now that she's been introduced to Giles, some of her original Buffy is being drawn out <laughs> yeah, by, their, by their natural relationship. <laughs> They've got this chemistry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the camera work with everything with alternate Buffy in this really highlights her like deadpan response. Like she's so unemotive about yeah. everything. Like yeah. she's really lost her spirit, it seems. And they try and... She- focus on that yeah initially I was kind of like oh it's just the faith version of Buffy but actually it's different to that again because she's just emotionless exactly actually faith is really emotional it's just a lot of anger and 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 hurt whereas Buffy just has nothing she has no emotion it's really fascinating Mm. yeah um I didn't like the mouth scar I didn't like the mascara either. It was unnecessary. Like, even on, I'm curious what it looked like in HD because on the DVD version, it's it didn't look good. Like, it's it real bad. It's it real bad. In. No, it doesn't blend in at all. I love it. You liked mascara. it. I loved it. I thought it was right. fantastic. I thought it was just like the perfect little detail. Never really talked about. Never really mentioned. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, they don't actually talk about it. I like that. Actually. I honestly yeah, yeah. think it's just something about how it was implemented. Like, I think like a cheek scar, like any Maybe other scar, scar, but like the mouth. Although, just, it it looked really fake on her mouth. I think that's what, what I like me. is that really the fake. eye scar has been done a thousand yeah. times. Mouth scar, quite 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 novel. I, yeah. I've never really seen it before. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the fence now. I I, I agree with Mabel, but I also agree with you. Okay. It could have been, I think I would have liked it if it didn't look so fake. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. I thought it looked super real. I I really liked it. Maybe it looks better in HD. Maybe it does look better in HD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what it looks like. In Maybe they DVD remastered the scars. Maybe they did. Maybe that was one of the things they actually spent time on in the HD uh, re- rework. Um, yeah. The yeah. necklace. Okay, so Giles, I think it's the next scene. He specifically, he's found the page. He's like, oh, we need the mm-hmm. powerhouse of Anya. We need the, her power centre, yes. Yeah. Um, at no point, even from the beginning, like, is it not a really smart guess to just destroy the necklace? I mean, I would have thought so. I mean, I would Even have thought at he, least when he sent, when he thinks about the power center, the fact exactly. that she was wearing that necklace, the necklace was connected to Anya. Like, how does he not make that leap? I know. He made he's a lot like, of fucking like leaps holding, to get where he got. He's like holding, exactly. He did so many, so much great detective work, made a lot of great connections. He's like holding the necklace and and Buffy's like, oh, so what's the power center? And he's like, mm, I don't know. Doesn't say. Honestly. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Giles tells Buffy about the master. Uh, yeah. and she's all like, you know, mm, why hasn't anybody tried to kill him? And I do love Buffy, Giles here where he's like, people have tried. <laughs> it's yeah, good. I, it's a good line. I do like this because, like, Buffy from Cleveland, clearly she's, like, committed. Yeah, I feel like that's a spin-off show that needs to happen. <laughs> oh. Buffy from Cleveland. <laughs> Emotionless Buffy would be so boring, though. Like, every yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be fun. Like, it wouldn't be stank, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Buffy from Cleveland. I just feel like she she's sure she's like a committed slayer. She's she's all down with like going after it. She's brave, she'll she'll attack vampires. But I feel like growing up, like okay, developing as a slayer outside of the Hellmouth, I think this shows up later, but she's just not as good. Like she hasn't had to grow her strength and skills as well. Yeah, I think I'm, it's I'm gonna how, get to that. I'm gonna yeah. get to that. And She's just kind of cocky, you know? Like, yeah. I just don't think she's come up against the same kind of bad we have in Sunnydale. Well, I- no, because Cleveland is just, like, full of demons. 
Sunnydale is a hellmouth. Exactly. As we know, the hellmouth. <laughs> I but- loved earlier when Giles is calling the watcher for Buffy and he's like, no, it, it is actually like it, it is a hellmouth. It is a hellmouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's like this crockpot old watcher that's trying to like, just like, guys, it's a hellmouth. And I was like, yeah, sure, crazy Giles. Yeah, I know. You and your uh... hellmouth. <laughs> I know. I feel like he was like shunned from the rest of rest of watcher society, you know? Like, but he always has been a bit of outside of an outsider with the watcher society. I feel like even in season know? one where he starts talking, it doesn't he have like a whiteboard or something. He's like, look, I've been tracking it, and it's a hell. Like yes. he does have a kind of kooky conspiracy theorist vibe about the. <laughs> so anyway, Buffy goes off to find the master, and instead she finds the puppy Angel oh in the cage. Yeah, this whole thing, she was walking in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she's going to see Angel," but she doesn't. She's never met Angel. And then as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh yeah, he knows her because he stalked her heaps before she yes. came." Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. There's that whole thing, and he's like, "Um, oh, you don't remember." Oh no! How could you? It's like yes, because you didn't make yourself known to her, dude. You were stalking her. I she know. doesn't remember that. And he's so like he's so weird and creepy and like weak <laughs> on the floor still. And you can see him. He's like too embarrassed to admit that he's been watching her in the I bushes. Know. He's like yeah. you creepy ass. I was waiting for you and you never came. And I just wish that you would come still. Ah. I like how long she takes. It's a good, there's this really good moment. Um, I really enjoy TV shows when they actually allow you to have a moment to sit with something. Um, So when he says, I can take you to where he is, there's this really long moment while Buffy decides whether to let him out of the cage. And it's actually just a really good, strong shot where she's just like, Mm thinking before she actually lets him out it's good it's a good scene good little moment i I, I don't know why i really enjoy those little moments i think they're few and far between in tv shows generally um so then she goes to release him and of course he is terrified of her cross because vampires in this this (laughs) world are so afraid of crosses Uh, and um, i love her just kind of like oh come on you gotta be kidding me like yeah 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 he's all like um, you know, if you don't believe I want to help you, believe I want him dead. He's yeah. <laughs> <It's> so dramatic. <laughs> he really I, is. I like her response in this more because I feel like when she first finds out that he's a vampire, I know she's already been a little intrigued by him. So it's a little like, oh, I thought I kind of liked him, but he's a vampire. Whereas this is yeah. just like a whatever vampire. And she's, yes. so she doesn't really care that he's a vampire. Yes. It's, it's kind of nice to see her not care so much. Not care so him. much. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the plant and the master gives his like, Industrial age speech. <laughs> Mass production. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, because we see it on display. Yeah, we, we see, do. Uh, Nicole. Nicole. Build, build a bridge. Back. Build, yep. build back. <laughs> build, build a bridge and get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> we see it work on her. Yeah. The tubes come down uh-huh. and just pierce like. Just random parts of middle? her body oh, yeah. yeah just like through bone yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah not veins so they're not no, going into veins at all the veins yeah. where the blood comes oh from. my god yeah it's um, terrible it is surely not. there's a better way oh my god yeah because then also you see it produces one glass of blood <laughs> and then her body gets moved along the conveyor belt yep. like one glass of blood <laughs> they're gonna run out of body <laughs> yeah yeah, real quick. This is yeah, you're right. My life. God. I felt, see, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, probably it's produced a bunch of blood and it's just, he's just poured one glass out of the tub of blood. 
But there's no drop yeah. of blood. You're right. I mean, like, it would like, be yeah. way Very smarter to just keep, you know, like farming these. Like, what's the long-term plan? They should be keeping these humans alive. Yeah, it should be Matrix and, style, right? And just be like drawing blood out them constantly so yeah. that they're alive to produce more blood. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Matrix Definitely. style. Stick them in a liquid egg and just yes. like be constantly drawing blood out of them. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Oh We're God. much Did better you... at being industrial vamps than they are. Oh, yeah. we really would have. Yeah. I mean, chance, it was kind of part of the master's speech. Like, they're not traditionally. Um, no, minded in this way. No, they're not. They're not. So, he just has killed anyone who disagreed with him. So you know. yeah. And we've seen Buffy do everything to to kill vamps, right? Which is sneaked around and like <laughs> dressed up as different people and sort of sneak through here. Yeah, she just walks through a crowd of vampires. She does. Walks she right does. through the middle, pulls out the crossbow. Boing! So we're not there yet. We okay, start okay. first. So. From this moment on, this is the best 10 minutes of one of the best episodes of Buffy. Maybe five, maybe five, maybe five minutes. And so we're going to cut in between Giles at his apartment with Anya, which is where we go back to right now, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to cut back to the factory and then we're going to cut to Giles and Anya and then we're going to cut back to the factory. And I have to say, this is is some quality TV right here. I love what happens here. The the, the, the dramatic build-up. So we've got Giles talking to Anyanka. He does his ritual and Anya you know she arrives and you know she kind of like says you know what do you uh what um do you know what I do to, do men, you know who, to men who summon, who summon me? me why does she talk with this gravelly voice I don't really understand <laughs> yeah well because you know like all, all like the veiny symbols that show up on her like face that's oh, also on her, on her voice on her box her voice. sure yeah yeah, 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 yeah totally inside and yes outside. and so anyway yes yeah, so then we cut back and Buffy gets out her crossbow and just like great stuff it's Um, great stuff but yeah this holds it because i think because this is an alternate reality scene i think like emotionally the us the audience we're like prepped that none of this is permanent you know like we all in the tv world know that next episode we're going to be back to normal Mm. but like i think this whole scene is curated really well to force us to be in it, at least for this moment. Like it slows it down, it's got the music, we've got the voiceover back and forth between Giles describing how he feels about it and, like, they they select who we see die on screen and stuff. So I think it was just delivered in the perfect way. Like, even though we, like, we we stop thinking about the fact that none of this is permanent for a second. And we're kind of, like, Mm. in the moment watching what happens. They managed to give it an emotional payoff, even though you know it's not real. Like, Angel Mm. dies... Yeah. And Buffy doesn't even give him a second look. And yeah, that's she just walks painful. through the dust, you know, you know? And we just yes. see her deadpan face again. That we and it's so just like that is painful minutes. to think about Angel dying. Like, you know, whatever you feel about Angel, to think about Angel dying and Buffy not even giving him a second glance. Like, yeah. that's, oh, that hurts. And, you know, then she's killing all her friends. She kills Xander. Xander doesn't care. Oz mm-hmm. kills Willow, Willow, doesn't care. And then... Okay. And then we get this moment between the master and Buffy. And it's just, you know, I don't know. And, like, I mean, you've got, we've got this whole trend of Buffy not caring, you know. She kills Angel, doesn't care, kills Xander, doesn't care. And then I think not only is she is Cleveland Buffy not equipped to fight the man's master, no. but I think also she, it's almost like she doesn't care if she lives or dies. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah, that's like the she difference. Yeah, and so that's what gives... Yeah, real Buffy the fight like yes. she doesn't she she loses and she probably doesn't care like she's like I was gonna die eventually I'm the slayer so, I'm gonna die I'll just fight until I die and like this is it so we didn't mention this in the opening scene but Buffy actually sets this whole thing up because she says 
Um, has anyone heard from Faith lately? She's spending too much time alone. When you're a slayer, too much oh. time alone really messes with you, oh. right? I didn't, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So this whole scene culminates in this epic moment to just prove once and for all that Buffy is stronger with her friends, that living alone means you die alone probably much sooner than you would have otherwise, certainly sadder than you would have otherwise, and that that death feels even more tragic because you didn't really get to live before it, you know? And, I mean, it's just, and it all just comes tied back beautifully to that moment where Buffy is just like, you know, at the beginning sad for Faith because Faith is spending too much time alone and it kind of makes you think, like, just how important it is as a slayer and like all these slayers have come before who've died prematurely and Buffy has managed to outlive them all so far you know and it's because she has love in her life she has friends she has family she has people she cares about and who care about her and I feel like that's the moment that I got teary this episode because (laughs) that's the moment that has mattered the most through the last two years you know like this has been a tough two years for everybody I think like I don't think there'd be a single person who feels untouched by this last two years and I just think this has reminded me just how important family and friends are because of how little time I've had with them you know because I've had too much time alone with a baby um you know and it just it's just really brought home just how important family and friends are and I feel like this episode was just really perfectly timed for that Sorry, I did it. Yeah, first episode back and I cried. We're back, baby. We're back. Yeah. Smiling Megan monologue. (laughs) Literally, not even joking. As soon as you made that tie back to the comment about Faith at the start, it's like, I got physical chills throughout my whole body. Like, right, like head to toe chills. Um, 100% agree. Yeah. 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 Also, Um, Cordiatro stuff, amazing. That last scene, great. Yep. Yeah. yeah, good fun. It's like, ah, oh, we're oh, back. Nothing I mean, real, like, nothing happened. Oh, I really like leading up to her getting killed by the master, essentially. But, like, the slow-mo, both oh, of them, like, locking eyes, slow-mo, they're pushing people left and right. Oh. It's still slow-mo. They, they only see each other. It's like this weird take on, like, a romantic like yes. run run into each yes. other's arms but like mm. run to kill each other it's it was amazing. beautifully choreographed oh, honestly yeah. that whoever like david greenwald or whoever directed mm. like whoever put that scene together whether it was the director or someone on the day with yeah. the choreography exceptionally well done exceptionally yeah. well done yeah yeah but yeah and then the outro scene where we just get like you know anya's like what why aren't my powers working and and cordy just makes all these <laughs> Cody just, sorry, Cody just gets happier and happier making these empty wishes. Like, yeah, oh my God. And then I wish this and this and yeah, wishing makes me feel so much better. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it continues. Like at the start, I talked about how like this episode does great. It doesn't faff around too much. We get to like mm. the good part. And then again mm. with the ending, like it didn't waste any time. Like we didn't need any more than that. Like what no. we wanted already happened. And, yeah. Yeah. I am curious because like nothing actually happened this episode technically like, yeah, like really. long term story wise. So I am curious if like Cordy and Oz are still really upset next episode mm. and like how mm. that progresses because mm. it's like no one's changed their minds this episode. Cordy entered this episode really upset and she left this episode really upset because mm. only like ten minutes passed in that world. Mm. So I'm curious to see where that goes. So interestingly, um, there was a deleted scene in the bit with Giles and Anya, and I've been wondering about this because I I'm surprised he didn't mention it. Um, so Giles says Cordelia Chase what did she wish for and Anyanga says I had no idea her wish would be so exciting brave new world I hope she likes it and he says she's dead and Anya says it happens 
I wish they'd left that in. I feel like I feel that would like have been I a really nice that deleted scene because I think when it happened, I was almost yeah. just, like, I don't know. I had a vague yes, memory of that. I had a vague memory of that too. And Maybe then there it didn't happen. Thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. There must be something on the DVD extra. Yeah, because I probably would. You know what I didn't? Just about the DVD box set. I don't know. I never noticed. I think I'm always like, maybe for this podcast, I'm always rushing to watch the episode. Yes. But do all of them have the original script thing? Not all of them. No. Right. Okay. No. I think I did, this one has the no. original script. It's like how not all of them have commentary. Some of them yeah. do, some of them don't. I have read every single original script um, uh, when I was first working for government in Queensland many, Whoa. many years ago. I had nothing to do and I literally would like download the scripts and read them. <laughs> Wow. I have read every single script of Buffy. <laughs> yeah, you've gone way deeper Ooh. into all the like supplementary Buffy material. I just watched the episodes over and over. Far out. Oh, man. That is, uh, it's intense. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of time to kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, end of episode. End of episode. End of episode. Um, oh, so oh, that's good. really good so timing because Mary's just working up. Um, let's quickly get through it. So, what was which? We, which one do we do first? Death Favorite count? Oh, death count! Oh my god, so many. So, I'm just <laughs> going to read them out. Yeah, unidentified neat. demon stabbed in the chest by Buffy. Vampire dusted by Buffy. Unidentified girl drained by a vampire in front of the bronze. Unidentified girl drained by Willow. Cordelia Chase drained by Willow and Xander. Nancy killed by vampire. Three vampires dusted by Buffy. Unidentified boy drained by vampires at the bronze. Unidentified Claudette drained by well, not unidentified Nicole Brinderback. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, drained by the machine by the master. Did she die? Don't know. Yeah. Angel staked by Xander. Xander staked by Buffy. Willow staked by Oz. Buffy neck snapped by the master. What was that? Fifteen. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah. I didn't count. Um, I, I like. I, I think it's about fifteen. I think it's a good question of whether Nicole Bildback died or not because she did only lose a wine glass of blood. So I know. <laughs> really, she she's should be okay. okay. <laughs> also, from this episode on, you might have noticed this, that the vampire dusting included a skeleton this time. So as oh, it was yeah. dusting, you could see the, the vampire's skeleton. I like so from now on, that will be the way vampires dust. Oh. That's yeah. how I remember dusting from the Buffy universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's much better, much more um, yeah, definitely. sophisticated. And, yeah. Anyway, so what was everybody's favourite line? Yes. I'm aware there's a great deal of demonic activity in Cleveland. <laughs> yes, I know. John on the phone. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> I love I don't know why. There's something about Cleveland thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm yeah, really glad. And that's why I feel like Bobby from Cleveland. It's got something. It's got legs. Yeah, it's it's got legs. legs. <laughs> Mabel. Um, I really like, this is literally like the opening scene where Buffy's struggling with the, the thing and, and Will is like, oh God, oh God, demon, demon, what kills a demon? And then Buffy's like, Rrr. she's like, nerf. oh, nerf, not nerf, knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up. She was, I'm assuming, looking for a nerf gun? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so mine, as I have said, I thoroughly enjoyed Xander's lines throughout this whole thing. So I've gone with a Xander line okay. because um, it's just so beautifully evil and so well delivered. So you're a watcher, huh? Watch this. Loved that line. I don't know why. I just really enjoyed it. Um, Simple. Can, yeah. can we also like uh, exclusive category just for this episode, but mm. worst quote Oh. Slap my hand, dead soul man. Oh, like, that's, <laughs> that's a category of its that own. Is Shout its out. Own category. Shout worst out. quote of any episode. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> oh, great. Just need a cassette on that a little more. Yeah, good. 
Do you need to, you know, yeah, spend a little more time thinking? Uh, and I'm going to pull a cordy. I'm going to print it out, cut it up, burn it, have a little ceremony. Good stuff. Good stuff. Very yeah. cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what won the episode for you, Chris? The devil is in the details. And oh. I, I had this picked before we started talking about it. The lip, man. The cut on the lip. Oh, God, oh, I so much character. I thought it was so realistic. I've never seen that before. It's such an interesting thing. It would have been really annoying for Sarah Michelle Gellar, I'm sure, just having this like weird yeah. thing the whole time. Sure. I thought it was great, and Mabel doesn't. So oh, fuck me then. My <laughs> God. That's like, great. I love it. I, I was I had come to terms that you liked it, but that it wins the episode. <laughs> that's that's not, that is not, not expected. The cherry not expected. Oh my god, that's crazy. All right. Um, Mabel. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is this is just like largely informed by Megan's moment. Like I just Aww. like I think, yeah, what wins it for me is the perfect like bookend representation of like that first line about faith and then mm-hmm. how that plays out in Cleveland Buffy in this alternate reality. Like that's what wins it. That beautiful commentary. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I am gonna say Similar vein, sort of, uh, in that what wins this episode for me is that I have been reminded how, why I watch Buffy every few years or every year. Because it seems to me like there are so many moments in Buffy that I can find that give me an emotional release from the world I'm currently living in. And this episode did that for me. That, 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 that realization just now that I have that I hadn't fully explored until we started talking about it that idea that you know how important family and friends are I've just been reminded of that through this episode because of what I've been dealing with for the past two years you know and this happens for me so often in Buffy something that I've never thought about for an episode all of a sudden is so important because of the moment I'm living you know and Buffy does this to me all the time and I love it I love it that's what wins this episode for me yeah beautiful yeah so good yeah that's such a buffy thing mabel's like so much emotion (laughs) (laughs) i agree i know you do i know (laughs) awesome all right well first episode of first actual episode of 2021 in the bag yeah thanks again everybody for listening to us uh and sticking with us and we're very sorry and we'll continue to try uh, and Chris, you should tell us where we can find you because Mabel and I don't have those things. All right. Slip on Instagram, C R E A Slip, also Pool Boys Comedy, uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, Pool Boys recommends podcast. Give it a try. Give it a try. We just did a Halloween episode. Yes. Um, uh, there's a bunch of weird, fun ones in there. Just go through and look at, look at the titles. And if this one sticks out to you, give it a crack. And the rest are just as good. good. Um, also, I'll marry you. I can marry you. Not with you, but like you with another person. Uh, Chris Ceremonies on Instagram or chrisceremonies at gmail.com. Uh, hit me up. I'll, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm affordable. I'll tell you what, I, in Australia, I do tend to get married to my partner at some point in my life and I will be using your services at there that time, Chris. It, 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 it better a be a Buffy-themed wedding. <laughs> I will do a Buffy themed wedding. I'm not about I'll dress excellent, up as Giles. Excellent. I'll do the whole bit. Oh my God. I love how we've got the perfect like clickbait article title. You're like, Chris from Buffy Australia will marry you. You know, yep. he, yes. he wants to marry you. Yeah. It's good clickbait. That is good clickbait. Yeah. 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 Let's be the title of something. Uh, 
All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Australians watching.